We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Sherilyn here with Joyly Studios. We have the fortunate uh, privilege to have Super Julie Brown on our podcast today from Super uh, purposes.com. And uh, Julie and I have been uh, working on connecting for a while, and I'm finally so thrilled that we get to communicate. Um, we've been missing each other. I've been busy. I'm on the Chair of Joy tour. I'm currently in Las Vegas, um, getting oh, ready wow. to go to Denver. Where are you, Miss Julie? Should I call you Super Julie or Julie, or what should well, I call you? My friends call me SJ, so please call me that. <laughs> it's a little bit easier, and it lowers everyone's expectations, which I appreciate. Um, I'm located in Seattle, Washington, and it's um, it's been a very interesting spring because it will get really nice for a day. See, Seattle is a tease. It'll get nice for a day, and then it gets cold again, and right now we're back to cold. So tell the, tell the community, because we're going to get into talking about joy. I want to know who you are, what you're about, how did you get to be founder and CEO of Super Purposes? What your team is doing and how they continue to keep their pod or their joy moving in the world. So, um, before we do all that, please tell everyone what Super Purposes is and why people call you Julie, Super Julie. Well, um, what we do at Super Purposes is we help people get the salary they deserve, and we have a lot of online courses where we teach people how to get a job in twelve weeks. Um, we specifically serve a lot of underserved groups of people. For example, um, we help trans and gender nonconforming people. Um, we have a uh, online course for military spouses. So um, when we're helping people get the jobs, we know that they will usually have some sort of challenge. It might be a little tweak that they need, or it might need a whole overhaul. And we have the recipe of how to get the job that people dream about and get the money that they deserve to get paid. Julie, tell me one success story of just recent, something that just you said, oh, this is why I'm in this business. It happens a lot. Um, just about every day, I have somebody sending me a message saying, you're not going to believe this. And I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna believe it. Um, we're currently actually doing a, uh, a docu-series where we've been following five unemployed career seekers and their journey, and we've been helping them. And uh, right now we're on week 11 of filming, and we've seen a lot of miraculous moments where, for example, one of our castmates, um, he hasn't had a job in 10 years. He's a veteran, he's mm -hmm. disabled, and he went back to school, he got his associates, his master's, his doctorate, and he still couldn't get a job. Within one week of working with us, he got his first interview. You know, getting the interviews the first step, 
and then getting the second interview, he went all the way to the three interviews. I don't want to ruin the episode for anybody, but um, that's the reason why we do it is because some people just need a little tweak in their lives to get to where they want to be. And what's an example of a little tweak? You don't have to necessarily refer to this story, but just what is an example or two of those tweaks? Well, um, I'm going to refer to a different one. I'm going to go to a different woman, a military spouse. She'd been out of work for five years and she was with us for 22 days and she got her first job offer. She really just needed a few little tweaks. Mostly it was the way that she was packaging herself and presenting herself on LinkedIn oh. because LinkedIn is the billboard for your career. And so when people are driving by, whatever they see when they're passing by, they need to go, oh my gosh, I wanna hire her. So we retooled that. We just did a couple little tweaks on her interviewing skills. She was so remarkable. She got her first job offer on day 22. On day 28, she got her second job offer. That's a lot of joy for you. <laughs> it is. Oh my God! I it bet is. I can only hear the giggles and the and the and the complete gratitude in their voices when they, the, the, these things happen. It's pretty amazing because I think you know, like anything that's hard, sometimes we start giving up and we start thinking, well, maybe it's true. Maybe I'm not that smart, or maybe I'm not that great, or. You know, maybe I'm not, I don't have the right qualifications. And we start believing that talk that maybe we've heard from other people. And then we say it to ourselves. Yeah. And we're really, we're really not serving ourselves very well when we do that. We're not being our, our, our own best friends. And so when people come and they're like, oh my gosh, it, I, I mean, they're, they're usually really shocked at first of themselves, but I'm never surprised because I know it's within them. And very often it can be things that are not within the realm of their control or they just don't even know. They don't even know like, why is it that I fill out a thousand online applications and no one ever calls me? Right. Well, I know the reason why everybody, if anyone is filling out online applications, the reason why nobody is calling you is because that application is never seen by a human being. It's going through a machine. And if you don't know the tricks and the tools to get it through the machine to put you to the top of the pile, you're never going to get the phone call. Right, right, right. Would you say that, that um, I'm hearing you say the tricks and the tools, would you agree that one of those tricks or tool is to, is to manifest or vibrate in based on your energy? I absolutely would say that. I tell people all the time that they've got to change their actions mm -hmm. and they've got to change their mindset to get different results. And if they stay in the place of, oh, I can't do it, or oh, I'm a victim, or you know, oh, this happened to me, or whatever, they've got to change, they've got to be thinking the, the good thoughts, they've got to have the plan and the vision of the bigger picture. And I think when they change the way, the feelings that they have, they will definitely get different results. Every one of our cast members, five cast members, 
on their second week, they all came back with smiles on their face saying, I had an amazing week. Here's what happened to me. They all had fantastic stories. There's a reason why. Yeah, absolutely. I think our brain perceives something um, coming as like fight or flight, right? And we, if we can perceive getting even a job as something that could embolden us and give us joy, and you know, then kicking in the, the the dopamine and the serotonin, and and you know, elevating the the vibration of joy. I just think that those things are coming down the pipeline, and I think that's a probably pretty important conversation of joy, basically, that you have with them, right? Yeah, I you know, I love that you're that you're putting you're connecting the dots. Yeah, because it's not all separated ideas. It's all really a collective effort. We see people, particularly, you know, I, I look towards athletics. I look yeah. towards people in sports. And I think what makes somebody really remarkable at the top of their game and everybody else? And usually that person at the top of their game are using every tool that they have in every way possible, the mindset, the feelings, the discipline, the diet, the exercise, the practice, the sleeping right. They are looking at everything that's connected. And that is what usually equates them being at the top of their game. For people who might be missing a few ingredients, well, their cupcake just is not going to taste as delicious. I'm gonna, I'd love to take you through the Chair of Joy experience because I think it's one of the tools or practices that I'm finding supports people in their journeys, whatever they are. But first of all, Miss Super Julie Brown, SJ, <laughs> yeah. how, how is it that you get to carry this smile around every day? Um, who is your mentor or what is it, what is it that, what is the event that, that transpired your event, your life into this amazing human that you are now? Oh my gosh, what a fantastic question. Um, I spent a lot of years in corporate America working for some of the largest brands in the world. Mm. And I was, you know, had the biggest title and salary that, that one could imagine, but I would always kind of hit some sort of ceiling somewhere. And uh, I decided that I wanted to help others instead of helping a corporation. Now, there's nothing wrong working for a corporation. Um, I just shifted my focus to helping individuals. And um, I think one of my big ahas was when people would tell me, because I would always say, well, why are you doing what you're doing right now? And they'd say, well, I'm trying to get more experience. And if I have to do this, I'll do it. And I just said, you know, you can get experience, you can grow skills, and you can have the kind of life that you want to lead. You just need to know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to be? What kind of company do you want to work for? And most people never knew the answer to that, to those questions. So um, I think a lot of things came into play with me. I got sober seven years ago. That was one big, you know, wake up to, oh my gosh, my sobering thoughts about, um, maybe the things I was doing previously, uh, you know, being a selfish human being, not really thinking about others. And it kind of cracked open that, that, that again, sober mind. 
Mm. where I was seeing things with really clear eyes. Mm. And I have, I love my life. It is so simple. All of my belongings fit into a suitcase. Oh my. All the stuff around me is not mine. I take care of uh, uh, some friends' homes. And um, I just have the most simple life, but I love what I do. And I love the team that I have. Super purposes, we have 120 people on our team across the United States, across North America. And I work with everybody from uh, young teenagers to 70 something year olds. Um, and they are of every background that you can imagine. I get to talk to people all day long. I get to help people in their problems and their careers. And so those are the things that when I wake up in the morning, I'm not like most people who want to go back under the covers. I'm like, okay, who do I get to meet today? And it's a totally different feeling when you love what you do. It's just remarkable. Who do I get to meet today? Wow. <laughs> Everyone needs to put on their phone or their um, mirror in the morning and and approach the day that way. That 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 boy does that set the tone. My goodness, yeah, what is that? Is. What is that chair you're sitting in? Have you ever dropped your phone on the floor, on your face, or in some other embarrassing place? Don't you wish there was something you could attach to your phone case that would help you hold your phone so you don't have to, or at least as much? Introducing Steady Straps a comfortable, adjustable, strong, elastic strap with 100% Velcro brand closures that helps you hold your phone more securely without dropping it and use it easier and faster, especially one-handed. It's the only smartphone grip accessory without adhesives and it's 100% wireless charging ready without having to remove or adjust it first. Check us out at steadystraps.com and order some today. The chair I'm sitting in? Oh, sorry. It must be a mantle behind you. Oh, yeah. There's a mantle behind okay. me. Yep. It looked like the, the, the wood piece was the actual chair. Oh, yeah. Would, would that be great if I had like the the um, the Game of Thrones chair? <laughs> it would be great. I've been doing a lot of research on famous chairs in the world and the Archie Bunker chair comes up and the American Idol chair. Oh, There's a lot that of really is so stuff. cool. Yeah. I love the Archie Bunker chair. That's very fun. In the Smithsonian Institute right now, Norman Lear, actually, the person who wrote that whole series is a, is a friend of a friend of mine. And our chair of joy uh, uh, process is something that he's going to go through very soon. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, so, anyway, so cool. if, if you could point to a chair of joy in your house right now, in your friend's house, where would it be? Where would you go? Take a minute. That's just you. And you can be quiet and kind of shut off the computer for a minute. Mm, I would say out in the backyard. All right. And, um, and you're, you're in Seattle, so it's kind of nice and nice most of the year. And if not, you can put on a coat, right? Yeah. I mean, even, you know, I'm a Seattleite. So even in the rain, I will go out and sit, sit under the eave and just listen to the rain and see some nature in the backyard, which is really beautiful. Cannot wait for you to meet my friend, Wendy. She's exactly like you. She's right <laughs> down the street, I think, from me. So that's cool. But anyway, um, so here's what I'd love for you to do is imagine yourself sitting out in that chair right now, because I can imagine all the precious moments that happen to you during the day. And this is going to be super easy for you. So you're going to put your feet on the ground when you're out there 
and uh, feet on the ground to me is meditation. That's grounded, right? Oh my God, my feet are in my shoes. I can wiggle my toes. I can feel the, you don't have to close your eyes if you don't want, but um, some people do. And and you can just feel that you're grounded, right? And herein lies meditation. Some people say, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it is. And here it is. Here you are. You're doing it. And then you can look around at all the things in your, on, on, the, on the deck or wherever you are. Listen to the sounds of the neighbors mowing or whatever's going on. And just get still. And that's where the creativity and the productivity is. And then the next step is simple. Take a deep breath. And I want you to tap in one amazing, joyful moment, Super Julie Brown. One moment of joy that we haven't already spoke about today. Something that you could have been a little child or just yesterday. Okay. I've got what it. Was, tell me, tell me. I've recently got interviewed for a magazine, a, a digital publication called Authority. Okay. And it came from... Uh, it was a very long interview and I had kind of forgotten about it. And when it got published, I went to read it and all of the stories and the ideas just came flooding back and it just filled me with joy and tears. Yeah. It was just beautiful. I want to read that. That sounds awesome. Is there a link on your website? Uh, probably not yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll get you the link. That'd be awesome. Let's put it out for our viewers as well. All right. And then the next one more, almost exactly same thing is just put your feet on the ground again. Feel that whole moment of that magazine just permeate from your head to your toes as you're enjoying this time. And then one more deep breath. And I want you to go to another time, another moment of joy, another thing that you said, this is life is so very good. Oh my goodness. Did another one come? What yes. was it? Um, I, I was on the bus and there was a gentleman who was coming on the bus and he was um, vision impaired, hearing impaired. And he, he came on and sat next to me. And I just had that feeling of, I have so much, so many things to be grateful for. Because here's somebody still walking through life, still getting on the bus, even though he couldn't hear or see. And it just gave me that moment of, oh, look at what an example you are for all of us. That's beautiful. Perfect. It was a, so yeah, let's it was take, a moment of joy. Thank you. Let's take those two moments, the one from the magazine Authority. Yeah. And, and the vision mission impaired gentleman who sat next to you on the bus who you went, oh. Look at him go, I can do it too. And see if you can come up with one word that really combines the essence of those two joyful memories. One word that sort of embodies and embraces. Mm. I'm going to say magnificent. Mm, no one's used that word before. Love it. Now, if you could put magnificent in a container of some kind, be creative with your container. It could be anything, okay. but we're going to take that, that intangible magnificence of joy. Joy is magnificent and magnificence is joy for you, right? Mm -hmm. So if you yes. could put into some kind of container, what would that look like? Um, I think it's going to be maybe look a little bit like a treasure chest. Okay. 
Yeah. And it will be lined with some sort of very decadent kind of fabric. Huh? And it will have a simple uh, opening, you know, that's not locked, but it's there. But you, you do have to kind of work a little bit at it to get it open. Oh. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with that. That's awesome. And it can't be too big because it needs to fit in your suitcase. <laughs> it's going right. to be this big. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So you're going to, we're going to go on a trip, you and me, and we're going to go to um, an airport and we're going to make in LaGuardia and we're going to get off the ramp and there's thousands of people awaiting your arrival. And they want to know about this very decadent fabric that's inlined in this treasure chest of a, of a, of a, uh, of a container and want to know what this magnificence comma slash joy is and how they get it because they do not understand. Oh, yeah. What would you say to them? So how do they get it? Well, yeah, I think, I think um, what I would share with them is it's a little bit of hard work. It is um, action. It is positive feelings and thoughts all the time. Mm. And when you're ready to get give up, just know that you are in the middle of your miracle. I say that to myself all the time. You do. I do. I do. Whenever I'm kind of like, oh, this is really hot, hard today. I'm like, you know what? You're in the middle of your miracle. Beautiful. Yeah. So would you suggest that all CEOs or a lot of these C-level people that are running corporations like yourself find themselves in the middle of a miracle but don't realize it? All the time. Yeah. All the time. I I actually got that from one of my friends in an AA meeting when I when I was very early on and I would be the woman who was always sitting at the back of the room crying into a be- into a box of tissue. I still carry tissue with me because I'm a very emotional person now that I've gotten sober. And you know, there I am, you know, crying and and we come out of the meeting and I said to her, you know, this is really hard. I understand why people give up sobriety because it's hard. And she said, you know what, SJ, you're in the middle of your miracle. And that statement has had so much meaning to me. And it has carried me through some really rough years, really rough times, uh, times when I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going to get the money, whatever it was, whatever the challenges were, uh, health challenges. I was attacked by a dog. And if you can imagine, I had, you know, lots of stitches. It was very scary. And I left with my life. And again, in that moment, I was like, this is part of the miracle. This is just Mm -hmm. part of it. And you're in the middle of it. So, yeah, I, 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 I wish more CEOs would admit to their connection to other things, you know, other worldly things, whether it's a higher being, whatever people believe in. I wish people were a little bit more real on the CEO level. Most people aren't because they don't want to be, you know, judged or looked at as being 
too human, but I think it's the thing that really makes us magnificent. Well, yeah, and I think that therein lies our work, right? To bring wellness programs to sea level corporate, to put the chair in their office and put them what we just, you just did, feet on the ground, to breathe, to look around, remember joy, to, you know, what would I say to others about this, this word of joy that I have? And my question to you is, what if they don't? Or, or, or what if they did? What's, what's the effect on the bottom line? What's the effect on inspiration and creativity and productivity within the team when you show up like that? I think when people get really real and they explain why they're doing things, they'll have lots of people who will follow them regardless of how hard it is. Um, and I think we've seen probably, you know, here in the U.S., we've seen leadership go astray and we've seen what happens with people who aren't really connected with the realities of the day and the positive vibes. So, you know, I think we kind of get this, you know, very polarized place that we're living in right now, but I, I, I'm always hopeful that there will be more people that, you know, Cheryl, like you, that are teaching and learning and experiencing, you know, the positive psychology and the positive, you know, uh, um, manifestation and thoughts, because um, I, I think that we can feel that energy when we walk into a room. You know that person, like I know when I walk into a room, I immediately am drawn to certain people. Everyone else, I'm like, I don't have to be your friend, but hi, nice to see you. Okay. And I'll go over to the ones that, you know, have the rainbows and the unicorns popping out of their head. I'm always attracted to people in the corners because I always think, oh, that's a creative being. I want to go get to know them. And I think that it gives you a much happier and exciting, adventurous life. So that's what I take away. I wish more CEOs, uh, and maybe there's more than we know, but we're just, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen them or heard from them yet in that level. I think there are, from my experience and research and talking, I think I've interviewed over 60 people now. They're, they're really working at it. Like you said, it takes work every single day. And I think um, bringing them practices and tools like the chair of joy and the, and the, and you're in the middle of a miracle conversations like those things are simple and easy to implement. And, and I think together we can inspire that. I'm curious if you realize the impact that you have on 120 people on your team and their families and their communities. Do you realize how very important that is? I do. We are incredibly thankful and giving and generous to our team. Um, and, you know, I, I get the thanks back all the time. Um, like I said, every day I get some sort of message saying, you know, hey, SJ, I don't know if you remember me, but I worked with you two years ago and uh, you helped me get my dream job at Microsoft. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Um, because we cycle through a lot of people because very often they're here at super purposes to learn what they need to learn before we're pushing them out of the nest saying, well, what do you really want to do? Mm -hmm. 
And some people stick around for, for years, but many people are in and out of the business and that's okay. That's okay. Um, I always think the more people that I populate out on the outside, the more friends I'll have when I need them. <laughs> I love them. So how do people get involved? If someone's listening right now, maybe they're ready to up level or move or, or just, you know, I, I love the statistic of 50% of people are looking for another job or while they're at their current job. <laughs> yeah. So any, any of those people are listening right now, how do they participate with you? So come to superpurposes.com and we have coaching services. We have our online courses, which are really entertaining. We're taking the fear and formality out of career. I just have to tell you, this is one thing, this is like my bone of contention with the world. We have been so serious about career and career is kind of a boring uh, topic. Most people are like, "Ugh, I hate interviewing. I feel like I'm getting interrogated. You know, all of that kind of stuff. We're removing all of that from the experience. And it's really about having a conversation with someone who you want to work with. So when people work with us, they're like, this feels totally different from anything I've ever done before. And it's like, yeah, you know, COVID-19 was a gift to us. And the gift was it put us back in our homes. We are now, you know, we can hear the phone ring. Uh, you know, our partners walk in, the dog is barking, the kids are crying, whatever it is, we can no longer pretend to live this perfect formal life. And career is the same way. We just really have to behave like, who do I want to work? Who do I want to spend time with? Um, and so that's what's coming up for me, you know, in, in, in your question. I, I love your questions. They're, it's been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I just, um, we're in the middle of a tour and actually putting people physically in the chair. So you are on the top of the list when I come to Seattle to make sure that you physically get in my chair. And oh, that is so cool. In conversation together. But this has been a ton of fun. Super Julie Brown from Super Purposes, SJ, for everyone who's listening. Give her a call. Get her, get, get, get on to the next step, whatever that is for your job or career. And um, I have somebody I need to introduce you to. So I'll, I can't wait for that. And hang on with me just a minute. Thank you, everybody. This is Cheryl from Joyly Studios. And we've uh, had another amazing podcast today. And we look forward to seeing you again soon.